1: Let's get started.
2: Hello everyone and welcome to the Press This WordPress Community Podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host David Vogelpole and I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week. On Press This. As always, you can subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download the latest episodes of Press This at webmasterradio.fm. In this episode, we're going to be covering the future of WordPress page building. And we have a very special guest joining us to help discuss that. Someone I think that's very appropriately placed to have that discussion with. And that's Beaver Builder founder Robbie McCullough. Robbie, welcome to the show.
3: Hey, hey, dude, thanks for having me.
2: Awesome. So glad to have you here. And, you know, I know, Robbie. you and I have gotten to know each other over the years. I know you have a team member uh, based here in Austin. You guys always you always come into town and have these Beaver Builder meetups at different yeah. bars or food trucks. Always a good time.
3: Yeah, we came in, and threw a little party in, in your hometown, and I really appreciate you coming out to that. That was, that was really fun. Um, and then Brent, who, he actually just moved up to the Dallas-Fort Worth area to be a little closer to family, but he was based out of Austin. Um, up until just recently
2: oh i hadn't heard that uh it's a it's a shame he had to leave austin but, yeah uh. kind
3: of bittersweet we're looking forward to going to visit in dallas but i really enjoyed austin it's a great city i, I liked having an excuse to go there another All excuse right.
2: Well, you'll have to come visit me sometime then, Robbie. That'll be your excuse to come back down to Austin. Perfect. perfect. Um, Sweet. Well, uh, for everybody listening, um, this episode I think is is special because, you know, the WordPress community is just, I mean, you've heard it on this show over and over and over again and and, uh, read it in articles on sites and so on and so forth. But really, the WordPress community is obsessed with the new Gutenberg um, page building experience, the update kind of coming to WordPress, we believe, in early 2019. And you know, there's an existing suite of page builders out there, um, you know, Divi in a sense, uh, and also, of course, the infamous Beaver Builder. And so you start to ask yourself, like, well, what is the role of page builders in a Gutenberg world? Will they complement each other? How might they compete? What are the differences? And so really wanted to spend this episode today talking about that um, with you, Robbie, just to get a better feel for how you're thinking about this. And I think um, at least from my perspective as, as the leading page builder in WordPress and I don't know how that stacks out in terms of like uh, number of sites and things like that but at least in terms of functionality um, I definitely think Beaver Builder is in the lead on that and so getting your perspective here today it would be interesting for me and I'm really excited that you, uh, you wanted to come on and, and talk about this stuff so thanks Robbie
3: Oh, my pleasure! No, thanks for all the all the kind words. Uh, it's been it's been a really interesting year, you know, for us and just the community in general, um, with Gutenberg and you know the the community's kind of how it's been reacting to the news and, and the development cycle of it. So, yeah, lots to talk about.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those reactions are across the board. Uh, I know people are excited, and then certainly very fearful. Um, and uh, and some of that fear maybe is misplaced, but I uh, definitely understand the resistance to change. Sure. So um, before we kick things off, though, I kind of want to you know get a better understanding of a little bit of your background i don't i'm sure you probably told me this story in the past but i don't remember the answer and certainly no one listening (laughs) perhaps does but what is your uh, wordpress origin story how did you first get started building things or sites in wordpress
3: oh yeah oh um okay so let's see long time ago I started out using uh, PHP BB, which was a bulletin board open source uh, PHP software, kind of very similar to WordPress in, in that it was a big open source uh, PHP project. And I started building, like one of the, the first kind of projects in web was building forums for things. I had, kind of had passion. Like I had a surfing forum and one for a video game, and I'd put these, you know, spin these forum sites up. Um, And then I continued making websites. I eventually got into WordPress. I think I was doing a guitar site at the time. I'd scraped a bunch of guitar tabs and I had this guitar tablature website that was like one of my first kind of like, it was starting to get a lot of traction um, in terms of page views and visits and things like that at the time. And I needed a a blog to kind of share the news about the site and I got WordPress running and, and started digging into WordPress and it was very familiar coming from PHP BB. Um, and then from there just started using it in more and more projects and eventually um, Started using it for for doing web design uh, For client work. We I had an agency and, and did freelance web design and, and WordPress kind of became my tool of choice eventually
2: ah, Interesting uh, backstory there of course never knew that I guess um, but, uh, but yeah, it was it's... a
3: long <laughs> it was a long time ago I kind of like it, I think I was I was a, it was probably 12 or 13 years ago that I was doing forums um and and WordPress it WordPress didn't come along until later, uh, naturally, but I kind of I got into it really early. I had WordPress running, but then I didn't actually dig into it and start developing with it, developing themes and using it on multiple projects uh, until a few years down the line, probably maybe more like six years ago is when i when I started really using it daily,
2: really interesting, Robbie. Um so then you do WordPress for a while. you um start building some sites with it. you have the guitar site when did you uh found beaver builder and um tell me a little bit about the team today
3: yeah yeah um so i just had my six year facebook friend anniversary with my business partner billy um and his uh twins just turned six so i'm trying to make this a short story i I got hired on uh to fastline media which is our parent company uh when billy had children he's my business partner now at the time he was my my boss and there's uh, three co-founders of Beaver Builder so it gets a little complicated they had a web agency that I joined in on and then we started Beaver Builder as a side project uh, but then eventually Beaver Builder kind of took over the agency side of the business and so we just merged them all together and um, But yeah, so there's three co-founders. We started working together about six years ago. And then about four and a half years ago, roughly, is when we started working on and and doing Beaver Builder. We kind of transitioned. We started working on it as an internal tool for us to use in our agency projects. And as it was developing, uh, we decided to try and productize it. It was kind of that classic you know, scratch-your-own-itch story of how the, the product came to be.
2: Well, that's such a good story, you know. And a lot of agencies, of course, aspire to that same thing, trying to you know replicate the success of people like uh, SEO Moz or Moz, kind of growing out of uh, Rand's agency. And then, um, you know, I guess, obviously, also you kind of sharing that same path. Uh, but that's that's good to hear that you achieved that um, and achieved it in a way that built really a, a very, uh, I think, high quality product. So. I want to kind of dial it back now, now that everybody has a decent understanding of your background, a little bit about your team, and how you came to be, and talk now more focused on the product and um, kind of this kind of looming update with Gutenberg. Sure. And so, uh, you know, like, I'm kind of curious, like, when the announcement that Gutenberg was going to be a thing and there was going to be this block-based page building, um, system, what were your thoughts when that was announced? Was that concerning to you? Did you feel like you just roll with the punches? Like, what was that first emotional response? It
3: yeah, it was definitely like sh- a shocking, um, and I guess alarming um, feeling at first when we first heard. So like the classic um, story. So okay, let me let me rewind. So we, we're we're a WordPress plugin. We're building on top of a platform. Um, and you know, we knew going into that when you build on someone else's platform and someone else's garden, you know, iPhone um, and iOS apps kind of being the the obvious example there. Um, but you're kind of at the the whim of that platform. So you know, you, there's both benefits and downsides to to plugging into something bigger. Um, but yeah, my my initial thought was like, oh my gosh, we're going to be like you know those guys that made uh, whatever it was the the app that would like night shift right like night shift is now core iOS and you know, there's been all these stories of apps that have done really well on the iOS or Android platform that eventually become core features you know their success kind of dooms them in that sense. Um, so there was yeah there was definitely like some genuine concern that the core you know, WordPress project was going to start trying to go into the territory that we were in in page building um, it then, so that, that But this whole year has been such a roller coaster of emotions there, right? So that was our initial thought. But then as the project started developing um, and moving forward, it, and also as, as the kind of hurdles or, or the, the road bumps that the, the project has been hitting at each kind of step in the way, I think that's become a lot less of a concern. Um, I, I, d- I do think that there's a lot of opportunity for us to be complementary with Gutenberg. And I also think that the core team is struggling a lot uh, by working at scale and having to accommodate all of the, the issues that come from, from scale. You know, they're, they're not as agile and they're not able to move as quickly as, as someone like we are. So there's still a lot of opportunities for us to kind of evolve alongside Gutenberg. That's the, that's the hope, of course.
2: Well, and I'd, you know, my hope here today in this podcast is to unpack some of that with you. So maybe what we could do then is let's start at where things sit today. Um, WP Engine uses Beaver Builder and some of its stack, and um, it really transformed our landing page building, our campaign building um, processes. And you know, I think a lot of that same promise kind of sits within Gutenberg. Um, you know, just this componentized or block-based approach to building and integrating in pre-designed, pre-configured things. Um, or even giving you the ability to kind of do it your own way so what do you think uh, the core differences are between where Gutenberg will likely be when it's released in early 2019 and what Beaver Builder offers today like what are the big differences?
3: Gutenberg today is is still focused on the editing experience Um, and and Beaver Builder has always been an alternate like Gutenberg is an alternate editor at this point to the default WordPress editor and Beaver Builder, in a sense, was also an, an alternate editing experience. Um, it, it, you know, we use the Tiny MCE text editor in many of our Beaver Builder modules. When you drag a, you know, like a heading or a text block onto a page, uh, that that you know, default. Um, Tiny MCE editor pops up. So, so we've always, you know, embraced and used that element of the site. Like one of the first thoughts we had was, wow, wouldn't it be cool if we could like take the Gutenberg editor into Beaver Builder and you know replace where we're using Tiny MCE with Gutenberg. Um, one of the really cool ideas there was the inline um, editing capability. We didn't have inline editing in Beaver Builder. Um, and Gutenberg, you know, from day one had the inline editing where you could just type in Like instead of having to, you know, you click on a heading and a modal window will pop up to edit it. Like you just click on the editing, or excuse me, click on the heading and you jump right in and edit it from there.
2: That is a nice um, part of the way Gutenberg does the editing experience. Um, and it's interesting to hear you talk about these kind of notions of an alternative editing experience i want to dig a little deeper into this um, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back
1: time to plug into a commercial break stay tuned for more press this in just a moment
4: email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered
1: now. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on fm. Well,
2: everybody, welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. I'm interviewing Robbie McCullough, the founder of Beaver Builder. And Robbie, right before the break, you were talking about some of the key differences between Gutenberg and Beaver Builder, and one of the things you mentioned was that some of the one of the things that really attracted you to that interface was inline editing. And we took a break for the uh, commercials there, and so just wanted to kind of pick this back up and uh, help you finish this thought about the editing experience with Gutenberg compared to Beaver Builder.
3: Yeah, yeah. So inline editing. Um... It was you know Gutenberg kind of sold us on the the nicety of that that feature or the effectiveness of it. Um, but so one, one interesting thing that happened was in the course of development of Gutenberg, the version of Tiny MCE. Sorry, this is getting really technical here. I'll try and the the version of Tiny MCE that WordPress used needed to be updated, right? So in one of the WordPress core updates, they updated Tiny MCE, and in that update. Uh, TinyMCE had added a bunch of functionality for inline editing. And we were able to actually access that um, because of the update. So Gutenberg had kind of pushed the, the WordPress project forward and forced them to update the software, which then we were able to leverage. So long story long is Beaver Builder has inline editing now, largely in part because of Gutenberg kind of pushing the envelope forward on the you know like lowest required version of TinyMCE that could be used. And there's, there's a lot of examples where the core team is solving or, or working to solve challenges that we have too. you know, we're, we're in such similar spaces. Um, we've been able to kind of glean some ideas and things um, that they're doing that we would like to implement on our end. And, and reversely, I know the core team has, has studied and worked with Beaver Builder a lot and all of the other major page builders in their effort to kind of build the best, the best editing experience. So it, it works both ways.
2: So, What do you think then, like, what what are some of the key features within Beaver Builder that you think set it apart from the Gutenberg experience today? Like, again, when I asked our web team, like, would we replace uh, Beaver Builder with Gutenberg on day one with, is that something we should consider? The answer was a resounding no, and they had a long (laughs) list of reasons why um, our use of, of that made that a bad choice. Um, and, you know, obviously Gutenberg will kind of add some things over time, but like what do you see the key differences are between advantages are that Beaver Builder has over Gutenberg?
3: You know, currently it, with Gutenberg and where, where it starts getting tricky is when you're working in Gutenberg, you're still in the WordPress admin area. And when you hit publish, the whatever you've created is going to be displayed outside of the ad. It's going to be displayed, you know, to the end user um, and and in WordPress. the that that gets really complicated because a whole different set of styles and themes, or not themes, excuse me, but like CSS styles and JavaScript libraries get loaded up in, in both different places. Um, so one of the big challenges for us when we were developing Beaver Builder was how do we bring this admin functionality or you know, how do we how do we um, create this editing experience on the front end and manage all of the you know there's how many tens of thousands of themes and plugins available for WordPress and all of those are loading in different CSS sheets that are tweaking different things like we're trying to build a user interface on top of all these um, different different uh, influences and, and that was really tricky and, and the Gutenberg project is is dealing with that challenge now too um, one of the questions that came up in the state of the word, Matt Mullenweg's, um, you know, uh, speech to the WordPress community last year was, um, he was referring to Gutenberg as a front-end editor, but it was still happening in the back-end. And for, you know, for your page that you're editing in Gutenberg to look like it, it will when you hit publish, there needs to be, um, the, the theme you're using needs to be supportive of Gutenberg and needs to be styling the Gutenberg editor. So I guess Gutenberg hasn't really reached the point where you can, you can um, create a full web page and style it from top to bottom. Like it's still just focusing on the editing experience of of writing text or rich multimedia um, content. So they're gonna get to that point eventually. Like they're gonna start heading our uh, towards the page building direction. But but so far, you know, you just can't do what you can do in Beaver Builder and Gutenberg.
2: Okay, that's that's those are some good insights. You know, coming up with. Um, For those of you unaware, editor styles, in other words, styles for the back end of WordPress. So that way, as you're using Beaver Builder, frankly, any type of custom post type like that, um, is uh, making sure those styles reflect essentially what the person is seeing on the front end. So that way, it actually is a WYSIWYG and not uh, an editor that kind of aligns with how the front end looks. Um, that is that is a, an additional kind of body of work that you need to address when you're creating themes for gutenberg enabled sites and so it sounds like one of one of the things you're pointing out is that you know beaver builder has kind of already solved this challenge and it doesn't require those additional editor styles so that way the user seeing actually what they see on the on the back end or on the front end in the back end
3: yeah, that's correct. So, like for example, you know, you could have someone that's a, that's a designer by trade could design your website and build it in Beaver Builder and hand it over to you. Um, the end user say who just wants to be able to update, you know, the the images or the headings, you know, write blog posts, etc. Um, Gutenberg still doesn't have the design piece yet. Like you can't get in there and and create a, a pixel or well, pixel perfects kind of dead idea anyways but yeah it's still just the the text editor so it'll be interesting to see because that is the end goal i think of the gutenberg project is to make it more of a full page editor and what that transition looks like i think you know there's already been so much friction that the core team is kind of running into doing doing the first phase
2: of it um well, that yes. friction is interesting because it's like you pointed out earlier, for example, with Beaver Builder, you guys have spent years unwinding all the interactions with stuff. Um, I'm guessing things like plugins in the ecosystem, different use cases, and mm-hmm. the Gutenberg editor is brand new, so it hasn't had that, um, that amount of time in order to do that. Um, now, of course, we all know, of course, backward compatibility is a huge focus of the core team. And so I've, from what I've seen with my Gutenberg testing, it's largely been good uh, in terms of preserving that backwards compatibility. But um, I guess your your observation there is that you've got a bunch of years under your belt, plus all these awesome features on top of it. And so um, that's a huge difference between the experience you, you get building with Gutenberg versus Beaver Builder.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, know. I think too, I mean, just to add on to that, the Gutenberg project, I think, is coming along splendidly. I, I think it's really impressive, um, and I do think that there's a lot of opportunity. You know, my my hope, for the kind of perfect case scenario for for me personally, or what I'd like to see the, you know, WordPress project be or go towards, is that the Gutenberg editor is going to be really successful, and that people are going to like it, and, they're, you know, once it be becomes, you know, um, once it gets into core and people start using it, that it's going to propel the WordPress project forward. Uh, and that there will be a complimentary, you know space for us all to exist. I think um, you know like the, the core team we're, We kind of do things backwards like we're a small kind of agile software company we got to focus on building this product and release it and then worry about you know all of the compatibility issues and add-ons and this and that and kind of take them one by one and continue to both fix issues and develop and make the product better whereas Gutenberg um, they built this great product, but what it seems like most of their focus is going towards is the compatibility and the issues and all of the, the kind of, you know, it would be bureaucracy if it was in government, right? But just kind of all of the, the, the stuff that's not as fun and that's a lot more time consuming.
2: Yeah, I know that definitely resonates for sure. So then thinking about the role of Beaver Builder kind of in parallel to Gutenberg, how do you imagine the two um, working side by side, or do you think that is it? You know, you kind of talked earlier about this notion of like the choice of editor, right? Custom post types and custom meta fields likely not going anywhere anytime soon. So you have to assume that that type of editing experience will continue to live. And you can, of course, also imagine custom post types and gutenberg kind of playing side by side but like how do you envision gutenberg and beaver builder playing side by side Uh,
3: yeah yeah it's you know that again that's it's been kind of a roller coaster and and the ideas of what that could look like has shifted a lot and originally we had this idea of if, if beaver or excuse me if gutenberg blocks if we could bring gutenberg blocks into beaver builder or vice versa like bring modules from beaver builder into gutenberg like wouldn't that be cool if they were kind of seamless and interchangeable um but as the as the project's been developed like for the, the technical that was my idea kind of from the marketing wing I was like yeah what what, about, what do you guys think about this and the development team was like no like that <laughs> never going to happen like because of how gutenberg is being developed the idea of like taking a gutenberg block outside of gutenberg um, isn't really there yet uh, but but to, yeah to answer your question a little more directly one of the things we did as a company kind of in anticipation of Gutenberg was we started thinking a little bit more about professional users and one of the things we kind of I guess realized is in the, we've been going for about four and a half years now and have kind of gotten a little smarter, a little, a little more mature and in, in knowing who our customers are and what they're doing but um, a lot of our customers are building websites for other people. They're you know freelancers or agencies. Um, they're they they're not so much maybe the the do-it-yourselfers or the folks that would be setting up a Squarespace
2: website. Um, But they're setting it up for for other people to use. And this is such an interesting concept because I remember one time somebody was like, are page builders for DIYers? And I'm like, no, they're not only for DIYers. Of course, like agencies and uh, internal dev teams want to create experiences that novice people can use. Um, And I want to hear more about this. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back.
1: Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment.
4: tuned in to the world's largest online radio podcast network for internet marketers looking to dominate the b2b marketplace webmasterradio.fm webmasterradio.fm is home to some of the most respected authorities in all aspects of internet marketing
0: maria retan larry weber tim ash james and arlene martell ross dunn john karkat shahab zagari peggy m salt bennett kelly jillian musing and kennedy
3: From
4: SEO to affiliate marketing to social media, e-commerce, mobile marketing, and so much more. Our hosts travel to all stretches of the world and speak to the impact players that are affecting our industry.
2: Please join me in welcoming Andrew Hayford.
1: Pleased to have Jim Lenzone. Please welcome Ariana Huffington. Please welcome Jason
4: Kalkanis. On air, on demand, and available on every mobile device that you can imagine.
1: Let's press forward with more. Press this only on Webmaster Radio FM.
2: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Press This WordPress Community Podcast on Webmaster Radio. I'm interviewing Robbie McCullough of Beaver Builder. Robbie, right before the break, you were talking about how you guys at Beaver Builder were focused on um, customers, or one of the focuses were customers building experiences for others. And we took a, a minute for the break, so I'd like you to kind of expand more on that.
3: Yeah, yeah, uh, we were talking about you know how how what a world with Gutenberg and Beaver Builder looks like, and I guess you know again my, my hope and my perfect world right is is the Gutenberg editor is going to make it a lot easier for someone um, less tech savvy to get in and you know kind of similar to a Shopify or a Squarespace or even like a Facebook page, like someone who just wants to publish something on the internet um, will have a lot easier time doing that with Gutenberg. Uh, and then we would like to exist in this, or we hope to exist in the space where when you're ready to take it to the next level, um, if you're working professionally as a web designer, or web developer, um, that's, the, that's the space. So those are the problems, I think, where we, we enjoy working in and, and enjoy trying to solve. And it's also the area that we have experience coming from an agency background that you know, we feel like we have the best place to kind of identify and, and solve problems there.
2: That's a really interesting way to look at it. You know, if WordPress were perfect, we wouldn't need plugins, right? It's this notion <laughs> that whatever's there is great. But there are always opportunities to make it better, and to hear you talk about it in that way makes all the sense in the world. Um, you know what what role should beaver or what 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 are one of the roles Beaver Builder should play, and and you know kind of addressing it from that angle uh, makes a ton of sense. Um, you know the way we use Beaver Builder, and I mentioned earlier in our kind of landing page and campaign campaign page workflows, um, it's really sophisticated. I mean, we have components. Um, And modules that the content creators can drop in that are perfectly aligned with our design and brand, that are integrated in with our other WordPresses through the REST API, that leverage third-party platforms that do stuff and um, essentially allow these content creators to kind of drag and drop dynamic components that do stuff. Um, rather than just purely design a page or build out a page. And and I think Gutenberg um, is capturing that, of course. But as you pointed out, I believe there's always room to make it better. There's always room to deliver more value because what's there in core will not be perfect for every use case. And there's an opportunity for product makers to build on top of it and to make those experiences better. It's really interesting to hear you position it like that. Um, And it makes all the sense in the world. So you've talked already about things like leveraging inline editing within Beaver Builder, kind of, um, kind of embracing the concept from Gutenberg and some of the stuff I guess done in TinyMCE. MCE, um, and you kind of alluded to some other things of way of ways that you might integrate with Gutenberg. For example, you had the idea about including you know blocks that are Beaver Builder blocks or the other way around. Are there any other integrations that you guys have considered with Gutenberg and Beaver Builder?
3: Uh, Yeah, well, you know, the process for us of like becoming Gutenberg compatible, the the first step was was just kind of seamlessly transitioning from, you know, when you open up a, a WordPress page, there's an option to either use the default editor or jump into the Beaver Builder editor. And we had to recreate that experience in Gutenberg and make that a nice experience. Um, so that that was kind of like the first hurdle to get over and then after that it was all the the kind of fun conceptual stuff like could we start you know bringing beaver builder blocks or templates or saved content into gutenberg or you know blocks from gutenberg into beaver builder and that all of that like we, we've done some kind of experimental work there and, and we've, we've had a few like we've done a few things and we've had that like you know that that saying like where you ask uh you got to ask you know we can do this but should we like we had a couple of little projects where we're like oh this is really cool like you can bring a you know beaver builder uh module into gutenberg but we had to ask ourselves like well why would anyone want that like okay well we've got the technology we know we can do it but do we want to so anyway i guess what i'm getting at is we're, we're still trying to figure that out really i think it gets really interesting um, thinking about themes and what the what the place of a WordPress theme is in the Gutenberg world. and especially when when um, Gutenberg starts going beyond the editing experience. Um, and then when you like listening to some of uh, like Morten rand Hendrickson's talk, some of the, the Gutenberg discussions around the future of the web and what you know what the web looks like when we're experiencing 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 it through virtual reality and all these things, I think it starts getting really fun thinking about like the kind of sci-fi. Um,
2: there's so many opportunities visible. there in the future, right? We just don't know what those what those experiences will be like.
3: <laughs> yeah, but, that's uh, that to sum it up, is, that's what it is. We really don't know.
2: <laughs> exactly. But um, but again it was it was really interesting just to hear you discuss kind of the the problem at hand, how you guys are thinking about it. And then I don't know, for me, um, hearing you think about like how can Beaver Builder continue to play a role and Provide value to people, and the way that you think about that in terms of the customers you service versus what's available in core, um, I think is a very forward and, and powerful way to think about that. So, uh, Robbie, thanks so much for coming on the show today.
3: Yeah, hey, my pleasure. Gosh, that the time went quick, didn't I? I didn't even realize where.
2: <laughs> I know it flies by, and we'll be covering more uh, around uh, the role of themes in Gutenberg in future episodes. But, but again, Robbie, thanks so much for joining the show today.
3: My pleasure. Thank you, David.
2: Awesome. If you'd like to learn more about what Robbie's up to, check out Beaver Builder, uh, the page building plugin. And thanks everyone for listening to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. As always, you can subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download the latest episodes at webmasterradio.fm. Again, this is your host, David Vogelpohl, and I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine. And I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press.